Hello and welcome to the Perky and Man Dadcast, the show for anyone who's a dad, anyone expecting to be a dad, and anyone whose partner is getting a little bit chubby despite not yet having had any Easter eggs. I'm Richard Mann. And I'm Alex Perkins. We're both dads, and although we don't profess to be experts in fatherhood, we'll be sharing stories, banter, and at least one little bit of practical advice each episode, such as... If your little one isn't sleeping, and you buy a book to help, that isn't enough. You do actually have to read that book. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Yeah, so I did buy a book this week. Basically, Matilda hasn't been sleeping very well. We moved her into her own room the other day. It sounds really grown up, but she's in a cot. She's in her own bedroom. She's in her nursery. And for the first couple of nights, it was fantastic. She slept like an absolute dream. Rachel and myself didn't (laughs) because we were just thinking, (laughs) where's our baby gone? And um, and then after about three days, she started to waken up every 45 minutes, every hour and was taking a lot more time to kind of get back down again. So I did. I went out to mother care one day and I'm going to buy a book and learn about sleep. This is going to be my thing. Just like we were saying that Rachel knows all about lots of other baby stuff and then tells me the bits of advice that she learns. I thought this is going to be my thing. I'm going to have the sleep knowledge and I'm going to teach her. Yeah, so I, bought, yeah. I, I bought this book. It looked good. It's got loads of pictures in it. So I thought it'd be quite nice. It's called Help Your <laughs> Baby to Sleep by Judy Barrett. And um, right. and it's pretty good. It's got loads of bits of advice. It's got soothing techniques. It's got, you know, how to set up the nerve and all that kind of thing the only problem i've got is that because she's up a lot in the night and i'm therefore very tired during the day i haven't found (laughs) much time to actually read any of it and i don't know what to do it's that thing isn't it that we all do it we we like to sort of invest in something buy a book and uh and we will then gain knowledge i mean the biggest thing for me over the years are buying books to learn to play guitar Learn to yeah. play blues guitar, learn to play rock guitar. I play guitar a bit, but, you know, you always want to get better. And, and then it's buy a DVD and you buy that DVD and then invariably it sits on the shelf <laughs> and it yeah. just gathers dust. I mean, have you gleaned any information from it as yet or have you just not touched it? A couple of things. There's a couple of things like from birth, but she's over six months old now. So we've kind of like missed the boat on loads of those things. I, I did get a chance this morning. I've got, a, I've got a new idea of how to get through this book though um this morning i was up early with matilda because she was like awake at six kind of going hi dad hi mom morning <laughs> and i let rachel sleep a bit and what i did is I took it downstairs and i was i was trying to read a bit but then she wanted to play so you know she's getting a bit grisly because she wanted a bit of attention so i read her one of her books and then i thought she doesn't actually know what her books are about yet she doesn't understand the words ah, so i sat yeah. down and i read this book aloud to her in a sort of an interesting way or just... Yeah, kind of, yeah, in a kind of animated yeah. way. Obviously, she has no <laughs> idea what it's about. She's looking at the pictures of the babies asleep and I got to read the book because I needed to Yeah, and she got a story, even though she had no <laughs> idea what it meant. I think I'm going to get through it. Um, so maybe, uh, maybe next episode I'll have a bit more advice about um, getting babies to sleep. <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? You know, how do you get your baby to sleep? And I think that the fact is that in the end, I guess with a lot of these books... There's a lot of ideas, but every single child is different. I know Phoebe and Georgia are very, very different. How were they with sleeping? Do you know, they've been fine. Um, well, Georgia hasn't been that great, um, but then she got a lot better. Um, and we've just had the last two weeks of them being sort of one of them up, one of them down, one of them up. It, you know, and for no oh. reason. For just no reason. You, you th- Well, it could be teething, usual thing. It's teething, teething, teething. And then with Phoebe... I don't know. She's almost had some night terrors. We've been going in there in the last few, 
yeah, last couple of weeks, and she's just been talking gibberish. Really? Um, yeah, and then she she was said to my mum about there being things under the bed, but <laughs> she hasn't got in her bed. There is no under bed because it's pretty much to the bottom. <laughs> Have you checked? <laughs> I haven't. No, it's just carpet. <laughs> okay, good. Because that would be that would be a bit of a shame if uh, if after a few months you actually did look and there was something under the bed. There but... was something under it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we started to get more you know more night lights, but then you get to the point where you think, well, it's so bright in here. It's just, we might as well just put the, the big light on, and then Georgia doesn't want those night lights. Are they both in the same room? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is yeah. so tough. That is so yeah, do they wake a, each they other got... up? If one of them wakes up, does the other one wake up? Occasionally, but, but Phoebe started to do this thing where she just sort of goes, ah, ah, and it's almost like, well, it's a, it's a sort of night terrors, and you do sort of then think in the morning, is she just doing it for attention? There is something I did see in this book when I was flicking through it, and it did say that loads of kids learn and i think it's about sort of six months or seven months or whatever i don't know the facts so don't quote me on this um mm. but there is an age where kids realize that they can get attention by crying and they think oh, i want a cuddle yeah. so i'm gonna go ah and then yeah, come and give them a cuddle and... it's clever georgia started to say cuddle a lot cuddle 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 or cuggle 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 but it's funny because phoebe was having her hair brushed a couple of months ago and she was like ow 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 stop it stop it mummy stop it ow 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 <laughs> Sophie's saying, don't be so ridiculous. Stop it. Do you want want us to cut your hair off? And she's like, no, no, mummy, no, no. Don't be so silly. Then she did it to Georgia, and Georgia just went, ow, 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 ow. (laughs) She just learnt it. It didn't hurt at all. She just thought, oh, that's what you do. And obviously we laughed, and then she did it again, and, you know. That's how you get the attention. Ah. The thing you were saying about um, the night terrors, um, Matilda does wake up screaming, you know, and looks really distressed. And you go in there and think, God, is she like, has she bit her tongue or bit her lip or something? Or has she scratched herself? And it's odd because during the day, you can always distract her. Whatever happens, you can always distract her. You can always bounce her about. And yet in the night, it's like she's a different person entirely. And she's not recognisable. No, and I think everything's heightened in the night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and what worries me about it all is I remember when I was a child, not a baby, but I remember when I was, you know, maybe four or five years old, I remember how I was at night and I remember being Mm. absolutely terrified at night and my mind would start thinking about mortality and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was, I just remember crying most of the night because of um, just being scared of, you know, mum, dad not coming back or me, you know dying one day and all that yeah. kind of stuff and i just think oh god it's coming to her soon i know not yet yeah. but like in a couple of years she's going to be having yeah, definitely those thoughts as well and yeah. just want to give her a big a big cuddle but we're going to be strong i'm going to finish reading this book and then you know next week <laughs> next time we do a show i'll be an absolute yeah. expert on sleep i think you are listening to the perky and man Dadcast. alex am i right in saying that i have seen you recently in an advert for subway Yes, yes. Uh, as you may know, I uh, do some acting, as do you, Mr. Man. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, my latest advert is uh, one for Subway, uh, which was quite funny because in the advert, and we'll put a, a link to this on, on Facebook and Twitter, yeah. but uh, I'm a guy in a car, you know, sorting out me wing mirrors and me seat position and all that kind of stuff. And then when I look around, um, my, my wife is in labour. And uh, it's just, you know, there's times when you can be picky and other times when you can't be picky. That's the, the kind of crux of the advert. But what was really weird about filming that, I filmed it about a month ago, and it was the first day that I didn't see my own baby because I got up and had to leave before she was awake. And then I didn't get home until about 10, 10.30 at night. It was a long old day. Um, and so she was in bed. So it was the first day I didn't see her at all that whole day. 
But in the advert, I am holding the newborn baby in a uh, in like a baby Bjorn. And so I had this <laughs> weird looking fake baby. And uh, I'll see if I've got a photo of that. I might I might try to post that as well. This odd look. And they make yeah. it look really realistic. But you know when they're trying to make a doll look really realistic that it looks really sinister. And and so as I knew that my own baby, who I'd seen every day of her life, was going to bed, I was looking down at this weird kind of like doll baby. It was a strange experience. <laughs> you know, as you start getting really tired <laughs> and your mind starts going, you're kind of going, oh my God, this is my baby yeah. now. You didn't sort of try to check the nappy or anything. You didn't do <laughs> no. that. Sort of, no, I did. Yeah, I did. But a couple of days test. before when we were doing like <laughs> costume fittings and stuff, I was going, I, I do have a, a real baby. Like... Instead of hiring that thing, we could get her a, a job, but they um, paperwork was going to be too much, so they decided against it, unfortunately. But we will get her into an acting job at some point. We will do, we will do. Definitely, yeah. The Perky and Man Dadcast. Holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. We've been shopping recently, and Phoebe's just started to become a little bit aware of just what she wants to wear and of how she presents herself with her hair and everything. So we went to Next, and she does like, probably f- through my influence and Sophie's influence, but she does like her rock and roll T-shirts. <laughs> and she has, she has many. You can't get any rock and roll T-shirts for girls in Next, in Primark, in H&M at the moment. <gasps> They're all for boys. And oh, I no. just think, really? In this day and age? And all the, there's a lot of boys' T-shirts, which were quite cool. They've got some sort of superheroes um batman versus superman and a few other things and yeah some really good t-shirts and then on the girls they're very nice they're very pretty but we wanted a rock and roll t-shirt we have put her in uh, a few over the years that are boys boys ones yeah but they do have a slightly different cut and as she gets older it looks like she's wearing a boys t-shirt yeah yeah that's really bad can you get them online have you have you sort of looked around yeah, you can amplified amplified who who do some really good rock and roll t-shirts they do some good ones for children and and there are other makes but you know next is a good shot you know primark's good you kind of want the rock and roll t-shirts yeah so how old is she now she's what like four it's yeah. a shame it's like they they do with like toys at the moment they've got like mm. the boys lego and the boys it, lego exactly is like superhero and like um, construction and then the girls is ponies and you know looking after dollies and all sorts of stuff like that it's, and it's like why, why can't it just be for everyone at a young age toys were still doing it they're sort of streaming into boys and girls girls are the pink boys are the blue it's yeah. still it's still happening I'm, i thought we'd have moved on from that yeah that's somewhat not great um, not great but you're saying about clothes um we had to buy a new coat for matilda yesterday and she's only six and a half months, but already, like, Rachel was holding up two different coats and Matilda was getting really giggly and excited about one of them. Oh, there, really? There was a yellow one and a red one and she ignored the yellow one and she was going... <laughs> 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 Smiling. Rachel sent me two pictures of these two coats to say, which one do I like best? And I could see in the background, one of them, Matilda had this face of just, like, not interested. And the other one, she was like... <laughs> uh. I was like, Matilda's decided. But just give us a list of, of what rock and roll T-shirts Phoebe's got now, then. Okay, so she has got a fair few Rolling Stones T-shirts. Standard, uh, yeah, good. Grey, white, um, black. She's got a Led Zepp T-shirt. Nice. She's very good. What we wanted to get was... Oh, she's got a Guns N' Roses T-shirt. Great. Um, what we wanted to get was a David Bowie T-shirt. Uh-huh. It's really difficult. But we've got a fantastic one, which is called uh, Mr. Stardust. And it's a Mr. Man... 
as if Ziggy Stardust was a Mr. Man. You know, him on the, on the T-shirt with Mr. Stardust. It's excellent. That's it's absolutely brilliant. excellent. Yeah, it is. But yet again, I think it's a boy's T-shirt. Are they entirely her choice? Or has she said, oh, can I have the Justin Bieber one? And you've gone, no, no, <laughs> bad girl. <laughs> Your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by Perky or Man. So each week on the Dadcast, we're kind of stepping our way gradually, taking our first few baby steps um, through fatherhood. And this week, we've got to the actual first few weeks of being a dad. It's a complete life-changing moment. And um, basically, the moment I'd been looking forward to, the moment that I was waiting for um, to actually feel like a dad was the moment when the three of us we're at home by ourselves, sat on the sofa. And I thought it would come really soon after having Matilda. But of course, you have loads of visitors and there's just so much other stuff going on that yeah. you never really get to that moment. I found myself kind of like going into the kitchen and making tea for people that come around or making some food and kind of thinking all I want to do, all I want to do, because I'm really, really tired. All I want to do is sit on the sofa with Matilda and Rachel. And then that moment I'll be able to go, right, I'm a dad. But it took like three or four days. It's uh, a bit tough. It's almost like, I mean, you've got a stream of people coming through and through and through and through. And you end up having the same photos taken, <laughs> especially yeah. with family. <laughs> you know, mum, mum with baby, dad with baby, mum and dad with baby, mum and me with baby. Da, 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 da. Um, and then you almost have the same conversations. You almost felt like you wanted to sort of record it um, and someone comes around and then you go, oh, OK, we'll just play this. And then you've got us explaining it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even more ideally, like an iPad at the front door so they don't have to actually come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're here to see said child. Here's a picture. <laughs> here's a picture. Here's a little video. <laughs> but then the funny thing is I didn't really think that beforehand. I thought, oh, no, it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be sitting at home. Let, let them all come over. So we'd sort of invited everyone. And then it's only after a few days in you kind of think, oh, we should have... We should have waited a week. We shouldn't have told people that she had gone into labour and that we'd had the baby and then like told them a week later. <laughs> when we had Georgia, um, we made it, we kind of wanted people to come around and actually acknowledge Phoebe before Georgia. Otherwise, oh, yeah, you suddenly feel like, you know, oh, we're second best, no one's interested. So people would come around and say, hi, Phoebe, talk, 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 and go, oh, oh, who's that? And then let her say, oh, that's my baby sister, Georgia. I was like, oh, right, okay, like, oh. There's someone else. Otherwise, you just end up going, baby! And Phoebe's yeah. like, right. That is such a good idea because I know loads of people who, um, yeah, the moment the, the second baby comes along, the first kid <laughs> kicks off a little bit and is a bit of a rotter. I don't know about you. I, I know we spoke before about not really knowing any um, baby songs and actually mm -hmm. singing other songs, singing grown-up songs instead. But yeah. that really came out like the first couple of days when you're sort of up in the night kind of going oh no no I'll, I'll sing um um hush little baby don't say a word yeah and then you get like about five seconds in and then you're going if that diamond <laughs> ring don't shine papa's gonna what i don't know what? <laughs> and then you end up making things up yeah and yeah. then my, my yeah. biggest success my biggest success in the first couple of weeks the moment when i was like yes okay this is this is going to work out I, I decided to not go along with any other songs and I wrote my own song just while, you know, improvising <laughs> while, yeah. uh, while rocking her to sleep. And still to this day, that is the song that gets her to sleep. We could oh, try really? anything else. But the moment we start singing that song, you can see her in her eyes kind of going, oh, yeah, I see what you're trying to do. OK, I'll play the game. I'll close my eyes now. And it's this song. It's very simple. Um, yeah. I could sing it to you now if you'd like. 
I would love you to sing it. I was, to be honest, if you hadn't have, have uh, offered, I was going to ask. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm hoping someone listening could um, maybe put a bit of a, a beat behind it, make it into a song. But it's basically Tilly the dinosaur, watch her strut, hear her roar. Tilly the dinosaur, she is sleepy, hear her snore. And then you just loop that round and round and round. I like it. It's good. I tell you what, we'll do something. I'll put some guitar on it. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> and then maybe do a sort of a dub mix as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. We'll do this. I don't know if it'll help her sleep, but... Uh... No, no, this is for us. Just for You've us got to, to remember. To. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, this is for us. <laughs> Come cool. on. Cool, cool. What about yourself? I like it. Especially with Phoebe, so you're with your yeah. with your firstborn, um, were Do there any know? moments in that first couple of weeks where you, you know, kind of went, oh, this is, this is what it means to be a dad, or, oh, God, this is something that I didn't realise was going to be a problem? Yeah, um, about three, I think there's a, a sort of fourth day in, isn't there, that you get, you sort of hit a wall. Oh, yeah. Mainly for the, for, for the, for the mother, um, uh, and I can't remember what it's called, but you just, everything sort of... You know, you think you're okay and coping and then everything just hits. And this day corresponded with a, I think it was a Saturday for us. It was a Saturday. And in the morning, Soph went down with Georgia into the um, kitchen and it was flooded. There'd Uh. been a burst pipe in the bathroom and it had put water everywhere. And she'd got a four-day-old child. And as she walked into the kitchen, she almost slipped. (gasps) And I just heard this scream. I came downstairs and luckily my brother-in-law is a plumber, so we got... Uh, his firm around but it it just corresponded with that fourth day and that was a really tough day and Soph just hit rock bottom and then all I can remember is watching Woody Allen's uh, Everything You Need to Know About Sex But We're Afraid to Ask in the evening uh, with (laughs) Sophie with Georgia next to her in in the Moses basket and I was there drinking beer sort of like grabbing on thinking this is it and just looking at Soph and, and us saying well this is it this is it. We're never going to do anything else in our life. This this is it. This is you know, everything. We can't yeah. we, we can't do anything. We we just you know. And it was a quite a low point, but <laughs> you get through it. You get through it quickly, and 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 you sort of you forget about it, don't you? you but, in in the do, film, everything you wanted to know about sex, but yeah. were afraid to ask. Did they mention yeah. that it might lead <laughs> to having a child and having no do, life ever do, again? Do you know the funny thing is looking back and thinking, why did we watch that film? Was it for a reason? That I just wanted to watch it. I, I bought it a few months ago, probably years ago. We'd never watched it. And I was like, Soph, do you mind what we watch? And she was in no state to care. She just went, watch whatever. And she doesn't really like Woody Allen. So I was like, great, I'll watch a Woody Allen film. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I remember was um, trying to rock Matilda to sleep in the night because then you kind of get her up, change her nappy all the time. Now we kind of go, ah, nappy will last the night. That's yeah. fine. But, yeah. but but then it was like, you know, you change her nappy, therefore she'd be awake, therefore you need to rock her to sleep again. And I remember being so tired, but thinking, if I close my eyes while trying to rock her to sleep, I will fall asleep and fall over and <laughs> just like yeah. land on the floor. But yeah. um, luckily, six months in, it hasn't happened, which is good. <laughs> the other thing I just want to say about um, those those first few days, why does no one tell you about the Marmite nappy? Oh yeah, the um, is it meconium, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, meconium. Yeah. It's meconium. just that black. Yeah, it's thick, isn't it? Equal. Yeah. Ooh, oh my goodness, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. It really is. 
And it lasts for what, two or three? No, maybe a few more days. Yeah, a couple of days, I think. I mean, luckily, Rachel knew about it because I, I, I think I changed that nappy and was like, holy cow. <laughs> what, what's happened? What is this? A baby's <laughs> ill. And she was like, no, 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 no. It's called meconium and it's the, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I bet yeah. there's, I bet there's, um, you know, mums and dads up and down the country just sort of, just while listening to this going, oh my God, <laughs> what's happened? <laughs> now, my dad was down a couple of days ago. And, okay. and I thought, you know, while he's here, I thought I'd bring him into the studio and ask him how it's different now being a dad compared to when I was a kid 38 long years ago. And so he had a couple of things to say. So Daddy Perkins, a.k.a. Granddaddy Perkins, <laughs> what's it like being a granddad? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I must admit... Um, uh, with with you and your sister giving me grandchildren uh, within the last six months, it's just been absolutely incredible. And I got to a stage where I was beginning to believe that, um, well, it was never going to happen. So I'm absolutely over the moon with both of you. <laughs> now, you were telling me that being a dad now is quite different to when you were a dad 38 years ago. What are the big differences that you've noticed? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was uh, living in Essex and, and working in London and uh, there were no such things as as paternity leave or anything like that or even uh, you couldn't really book holidays in advance and things like that to, to, to cater for these occasions and so for for all three of three of, a ch- of, of our children my wife and I's children we you know I was I was almost back at work the following day and um, yeah and that's the way it was in those days that's crazy and, and and actually the birth itself so my birth and my big sister's birth um, as well as Blake's five years later, what what were they like? Do you remember much about those births? I remember a lot about those births, and, and I think I'm probably one of the lucky ones that, that actually experienced that. I understand that that, that in those days, uh, we were one of the first, I was one of the first um, pe- fathers to, to actually be invited into the delivery room. That sounds ridiculous. No, that's the way it was in those days. You know, the father sat outside in the corridor and had to wait and hear all the screaming and everything and hope he could hear some crying as well um, before he knew what was... And and, and then the nurses still wanted to do some things and tidy up and, you know, uh, make the mother comfortable and make sure the baby was comfortable before he was even invited in there. But I was there. I was able to go in there and see the birth of all three of my children. That was fantastic and... uh, wonderful experience and then he started telling me the reason why me my brother and my sister all have birthdays within the same week and it got a bit too much information so i'm not <laughs> gonna say that <laughs> apparently he, he promised had nothing to do with when his birthday was it had nothing to do with that <laughs> but valentine's all oh, right but it's kind of nine months after valentine's day ish but anyway we'll, we'll oh, move on from that we've got your number charlie we've got your number but it's crazy to think isn't it that Back then, even, you know, 38, 40 years ago, that you wouldn't have any paternity leave at all. I think the day that I was born, he was allowed home from work early because his boss let him. But yeah. he was back into work the next day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think my my dad missed my birth. Because of got work? there too late. Or... Yeah, well, yeah. And he got there too late anyway. So, um... Wow. He, apparently he was making sandwiches. <laughs> he got told about it. He's like, oh, I better make some ta- sandwiches. Just, you know... Um, and then by the time he got there, it was like I was I was already born, <laughs> so he missed it by making sandwiches. But um, but if you think about it, the likes of you know you and I and people who are self-employed, there is no paternity leave. Well, no, I suppose not. Although it does feel um, like one big long paternity leave when you're not getting much work in. 
Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, but it's sort of weighing up because actually I had a few sort of issues of weighing up, to being able to take some time off, but equally working from home. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's easy when you're going out doing a, a gig or a job, but if you're doing something at home, yeah. then it's it's difficult to sort of, for, you know, for Soph to go, uh, can you get a nappy? Can you change this? Can you do this? Can you do that? It's like, well, actually, I'm working. I am working. So that, in a way, it's almost easier to be working out, isn't it? I'm finding that quite difficult because there's so many things I should be doing self-employed at home. But, but then yeah. Matilda's there, so you kind of go, I'm yeah. going to kind of play for a bit or I'm going to change your nappy or take it for a walk or, or things like yeah. that but um now and um, before we get on we've got some Easter dad hacks because Easter mm-hmm. is this weekend um but before then I've got a little update for you I don't know if you remember from episode one I was speaking about some parent sort of friends that we've sort of bumped into uh, mm-hmm. at a first aid course called Luke and Holly we basically oh, yeah, yeah. chatted in the first aid course and then it felt like the end of a first date where we we're standing on the street corner and yes, we kind I remember. of we just left we didn't um, yeah, exchange yeah. numbers and we left but it felt like it felt like a date it felt really weird well last week Rachel bumped into Holly again right. and they exchanged numbers They've been for a walk. They've been for two walks, actually. And today, right. they're all going swimming together. So, Oh, it's all working out well. It's all working out well. I haven't seen Luke yet, but I'm sure that will happen. The only problem is, if we get close to them, you know, if we become good friends with them, yeah. then at some point, they're going to find out about this. And they're yeah, going to the- listen back <laughs> and realise how weird it probably sounds that we're kind of like oh, excited about these new friends you just need to say yeah just just listen to episode two onwards <laughs> yeah yeah but they're not episode four. Oh god no not episode four ah! <laughs> hi luke hi holly it's not weird honest we're just kind of excited to have new friends that have nothing to do with what we do for jobs and actually to do with babies <laughs> anyway easter is this weekend so here is the perky and man dad cast guide to Easter. An Easter activity to enjoy with the kids. Paint eggs to look like your boss. Give them a big spoon smash. Before your child becomes a chocolate-eating monster, try persuading them that the supermarket Easter eggs are just big foil-wrapped avocados. Due to your baby's soft fontanelle, it's not okay to play egg roulette with them. Due to your partner's love of soft furnishing, it's not okay to play egg roulette with anyone. Easter egg hunt. Say you've hidden ten eggs. Only hide eight. Take the afternoon off. <laughs> and that is the Perkhead Man Dadcast Guide to Easter. Have a smashing time. What about chocolate then? So this whole thing about saying that Easter eggs are just big foil-wrapped avocados. I don't know what I think about kids and chocolate and when's a good time to give a kid chocolate. I just remember that there was a, there was a moment a couple of years ago that we gave her a little bit because she was curious and probably because she was crying a bit. And then she it, literally her whole face changed and it's like, oh, what is this? And then chocolate. And then as soon as we did that, we sort of... We let the door open to uh, to the chocolate treats. And we, she doesn't get much chocolate, but she knows what it's like. And Georgia, Georgia now, younger, because she's seen Phoebe, and probably because Phoebe's given her bits. It's like, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Yeah, I mean, in the right amount, it's fine. But if, if you're constantly giving your, your child chocolate, oh, of course that's not good. It's loads of, loads of sugar. I did hear about, I think it was a friend of Rachel's mum was telling us about this story where a, a child, a young child, like a, a pretty much a baby like under a year was around at someone's house and they came back in and the other relative was sort of looking after the the child 
and was feeding them chocolate. And it was like, ah, we've not given her chocolate yet. And they're like, ah, it's all right, it's Easter. And it's so bad because it's got to be the parents' decision when you give them chocolate because it does open the floodgates, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I I agree. I really agree. And and we do limit it. Um, And, you know, we won't have time for it now, but we'll talk about sort of treats another time. Maybe we'll do that in the next couple of episodes. There's a lot of good, really healthy alternative snacks. And then you can give chocolate, you know, little, very small segments. The reality is when they go to uh, nursery, as Phoebe and George are, they get given chocolate sometimes as a treat. You know, if someone comes around for a party, well, you can't stop. You can't say, well, I I don't want my child to have the chocolate unless they're allergic to them because they'll just look like the weird kid. Yeah, yeah. I think they should make kids' chocolates a different colour from fancy boxes of chocolates that that yourself and Sophie might get because I know when I was a kid, you know, if mum got a big fancy box of chocolates, we'll be on that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll work our way through it as quick as we could. Oh, dear, dear, dear. We'll finish up with a QI fact. Babies can hear dog whistles. Ah, okay. Babies can hear dog whistles. It could explain, I, I guess, just sometimes a child reacting to something that you have no idea. It could be that, you know, quite a few feet away that there, there is a dog whistle being being used. Do you know what? I think in the same in the same way, I think they can see the light sensor on a mobile phone or camera. Because with Matilda, really? she could be she could be on, on the floor... And she could be a bit grisly and you get your phone out to take a picture and suddenly she'll be like, ching, cheesy at the camera. That's like she knows where the camera is. And it must just be that little infrared light. They must be able to see yeah. that as well. But that's interesting. So I guess at that age, you're just a lot more sensitive and everything's working really, really well. Everything's magnified. Obviously, as you get older, yeah. things start to sort of close down a bit or, or, or Absolutely. get tight, you know. But it's... Um, that's quite amazing. Yeah, it's quite, quite a fact. Well, they started so, using that at supermarkets where they wanted to clear kids away. Because it takes a while for certain things to go. And I'm sure with yeah. babies hearing dog whistles, it kind of g- will gradually go so they can hear, you know, yeah. a lower and lower notes. But there used to be, um, outside some supermarkets and, and shopping centres, they'd play a high-pitched <sighs> sound that grown-ups yes. couldn't hear. I remember this. Yeah, I do remember this. And all the kids yeah. would have to go because it would just yeah. be like, you know, making their heads go a bit funny. How funny is yeah, that? that's very good. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. Anyway, so um, we go. that is time for us to go. Um, next time, we'll be talking about nappies amongst other things so if you have any good nappy stories perhaps um any uh instances of uh a putastrophe then get in contact <laughs> at dadcast uk you can go to facebook <laughs> facebook.com forward slash dadcast uk where you'll also see some of our easter dad hacks we've got some um some pictures yep. of those, so share Indeed. those about or you can email us with the old-fashioned um, dadcastuk at gmail.com subscribe to the perky and man dadcast on itunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com by tweeting at dadcastuk or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk uk